Hey everyone, it's Ask Dr. Paul, and today's question is, how do I know when I have a good treatment plan from my healthcare provider? This is a really important question because it gets to the heart of whether or not we are getting good care and whether or not we understand what the treatment plan is for our condition. And everyone's going to vary. There's going to be a tailored treatment plan, but there are a few key characteristics that you should know about. Let's get into it today. So the first thing I wanted to mention is that we need to know what an effective treatment plan looks like. So the first thing is your doctor or healthcare provider needs to make sure that they collect a comprehensive medical history. That means they need to understand what your current conditions are, but they also need to understand what's happened to you in the past, even as a young child leading up to the present day. The other thing that they need to understand is what are the current physical, emotional, and psychological factors that may be driving or affecting or influencing your health or healthcare. And finally, you need to make sure that they understand when they are getting feedback from other healthcare providers. And very often we have specialists or other healthcare providers that are talking to our primary care doctor or even to another specialist that's taking care of us. And it's critical that that communication is taking place on an ongoing basis and that all of your healthcare providers are talking to each other. The next thing that we need to make sure we see in an effective treatment plan is clear and really understandable objectives. It's really critical to make sure your doctor defines what are the treatment goals and making sure that they are tailored or really patterned for you and making sure that they meet your needs. You also need to see a structured timeline that maps out the treatment journey. What does that look like for you in particular? When will you get certain medications or drugs? When will you get other treatments? Or when do they back off on the treatment? The other thing you should know about is making sure that your doctor and you are both clear on the expected outcomes and the potential challenges that you might get into as the treatment progresses. And this can happen to anyone. Sometimes there are side effects with certain medications or treatments. That's particularly true in the case of chemotherapy, of course. And one of the things your doctor needs to make sure they understand and explain to you and to your family and loved ones, of course, is what will happen as the treatment progresses. And if it doesn't seem like they're clear on what those are, then you need to sit down, spend time with your doctor or another healthcare provider and get answers to those questions. It's also really important in a treatment plan that it be adaptable and flexible. We need to make sure that our doctor understands that they should be reviewing your progress as the treatment is given to you. And if things are not working, then we need to develop a plan B or even a plan C to make sure that we get the most effective treatment and get a clinical response to our condition. We also need to have a doctor, a healthcare provider that's willing to explore alternative treatments if needed and not necessarily sticking with the first treatment that may or may not be working. It's also important to make sure that your doctor is in this adaptability and flexibility framework, making sure they inc uh, include approaches that consider feedback from you. So it's important that they listen to you and make sure that you are heard. It's very important, and no matter how busy a healthcare provider is, no matter what other things that doctor needs to be doing on that given day, they should be focused on you entirely during that clinic visit or that treatment experience. It's also really important, in my opinion, that you feel empowered and that you are involved in the treatment plan. It's really important to have that open and transparent communication between you as a patient and re receiving the care and your caregiver or 
person providing the treatment. It doesn't have to be your primary care provider. It could be a physical therapist. It could be an occupational therapist. It could be a pharmacist. It could be a surgeon. It could be an oncologist. It doesn't matter. It's really critical that every one of your healthcare providers is talking to you in words that you can understand. And what that means also is that you're getting regular updates and discussion about how your treatment is progressing. You want to make sure that you have that open line of communication at all times so that if you do have concerns or doubts or questions, you can get answers to those in a prompt fashion, that you're not waiting for days and days and days to get an answer or a phone call back or a telemedicine visit you are getting answers either from the doctor directly or from someone who's knowledgeable and can answer follow-up questions like their assistant or their nurse. Now, the other thing is that we need to make sure that you have at all times easy access to your own medical record and treatment details. Now, this could be in the form of an electronic medical record, like something I've talked about in the past called MyChart, which is through a company called Epic. Many health systems use Epic and have MyChart available. If that is true for your health system or doctor, call them up, check with them to make sure that you have that on your phone or computer. The other thing that I like to see when we talk about patient empowerment and communication and involvement in your treatment is that you are equipped with the knowledge about your condition. Now, conditions change and everyone's different, but with you and your own health condition, it's important that you understand what is the likely prospects for healing, for cure, or for treatment in, in response to treatment. It's also very important that when you go home, wherever you are, that you have a plan for self-care, taking care of yourself or helping your loved ones understand how to take care of you, and making sure that you have in mind what precautionary measures you should take and what even lifestyle changes you should make in response to the knowledge that you have about your condition. The other thing, of course, is that you should be provided with resources or references and reading so that you can educate yourself. You can read at home, either on the computer or on paper that you're given from your healthcare provider. You know, doctor... Primary, one of the do, primary roles of a doctor or healthcare provider is to educate patients. If you don't know what your condition is, what the prospects are for treatment and healing, then you are not an informed patient and that is not right. You need to make sure that you talk with your doctor and you feel empowered to do that at all times. It doesn't have to be a doctor. It could be any healthcare provider. They need to be talking to you. The third thing that I like to kind of focus on is looking at the outcomes and looking at how you're doing in response to that treatment and getting feedback from your doctor or other healthcare providers. So what this means is really that you're looking at regular monitoring and assessment. You need to make sure that all your healthcare providers are checking in on you and that you have scheduled checks on your calendar with follow-up with the healthcare provider. So you're talking with your doctor or healthcare provider to look at the progress of the treatment and how effective it is. Sometimes we call that efficacy in clinical trials, but really it's clinical effectiveness. Are you responding to the treatment that's given? Is your condition getting better? That's the key question you need to ask your provider and make sure they can answer clearly for you. We also want to make sure your healthcare provider is using objective metrics, so measures or tests to track health improvements. Sometimes it's a chest x-ray looking at response to treatment. Sometimes it's a blood test. Sometimes it's just a physical exam or clinical observation where people look at you. It's one of the reasons why I believe 
while telemedicine is very helpful and important, it's also really critical that you get eyes laid on you as a patient or someone who has a health condition so that your doctor healthcare provider can say, okay, here's where things are getting better. Here's where we still need to work on some things. And that's so important in the empowerment and communication. You will feel better about how you're talking with your healthcare providers if you can get people to lay eyes on you. I believe that's very important. The second thing I want to mention here is your satisfaction and comfort are very important. It's super important that you feel a sense of trust and comfort when you're with your healthcare provider. Do they make you feel understood and listened to? Do you understand what they're saying? Is it easy for you to communicate with them? Feeling heard and respected and actively involved in your treatment is absolutely critical for you to improve your health condition and get better and stay healthy and prevent disease. When I think about this entire area, I think of the, how well is it, uh, how easy it is to communicate with your doctor and are they accessible? Going back to that idea of being able to reach your healthcare provider either by phone or email or an electronic medical record. Uh, platform like Epic or MyChart. Now, I also want to mention here when we're talking with our doctor or healthcare provider, we want them to think of your long-term health and wellness. If a doctor is not thinking on the long-term or even medium-term about your long-term wellness and addressing these concerns about how you stay healthy after you recover from a health condition, then they are not doing their job. They need to focus not only on the current condition, but looking at the long-term possibilities for your improvement and staying healthy and preventing further disease in the future. It's really important that you integrate any preventive measures that you can find with your doctor, including general wellness strategies. So things like I've talked about before, exercise, sleep, nutrition, vaccinations, other preventive strategies that can be integrated into what you're doing already and bring a really powerful projection of health into the future. And finally, let me mention that when I think of your action steps, how can you take action to ensure your optimal health and wellness journey? There's really a few things I want to mention here. Be proactive. Always ask questions and understand your treatment thoroughly. Talk with your healthcare providers. Second, Educate yourself. Stay informed about your health condition. Look up online to credible resources like PubMed for research and peer-reviewed articles if you're really into that. Or you can look at things like Cleveland Clinic website, Mayo Clinic, and other trusted websites at universities, for example, on health conditions. Stay informed about your condition and know what the available treatments are. And if you're not sure you, about the understanding of these, ask your healthcare provider and bring them that information. Number three, absolutely critical. I love this. Document your personal health records. Make sure you keep a file. It could be electronic on your computer or a mixture of electronic and paper files, but it's really important you stay organized. And for every health condition, you should have this organized in your medical records at home so that when you go into the doctor, you have a file ready to be pulled out. You can even take it with you to the healthcare provider but sometimes if it's too big, it might be too heavy to carry. On, on the one hand, make sure you have a listing of your health conditions and at a minimum, your health conditions and a list of your medications, what you're taking currently, how much you're taking, the dosage, and how frequently you're taking it. That's all information that the doctors and healthcare providers should be recording each time you go into the clinic or see a healthcare provider. 
Fourth, stay engaged with your healthcare provider. Make sure you know your follow-up appointments. Provide honest feedback to the doctor. You know, I talk with my healthcare provider and I say what I like about what's going on in the clinic. And I've often said what I don't like is going on. And sometimes they're able to change the way things are operating in the clinic to help you get a better experience. You know, at the end of the day, healthcare should serve you, should serve the patient, should serve the individual who's seeking the care and being treated. And your treatment should be respectful and very high quality. Fifth, make sure you are comfortable always seeking a second opinion, and sometimes even a third opinion. If you're in doubt about your primary diagnosis or your, your first healthcare provider, don't hesitate at all to look up and contact a second provider to get another opinion, especially if it's a serious condition and you want to talk with another specialist to get clarity on what the treatment is, what the potential options are, and also what the future prospects are for either treatment or cure. Number six, prioritize your communication with your healthcare provider. Always make sure, even if you think it's something very small, make sure you contact your clinic if there's any change in your clinical condition. This could be a new pain or a new shortness of breath or a new laboratory test. Make sure you call your doctor's office or healthcare provider and provide that information verbally or in writing. If you have a laboratory test, you can fax it to them or email it to them. But make sure you stay in touch with your healthcare provider because that information can sometimes be very, very pivotal in changing your treatment or adjusting your treatment to make sure that you get not only healing faster, but also cure and prevent further disease or problems in the future. Number seven, trust your instincts. If something feels wrong or feels off when you're work with a healthcare provider, discuss it with them. Have a very open and honest conversation to make sure that when you're talking with them, they hear you and you are understood by them, but also listen to them carefully and make sure that you are clear on what their plans are or what their opinion is as well regarding your condition. And number eight, I want you to work to try to maintain a balanced lifestyle. What this means is integrating wellness activities literally every day, like exercise, a balanced diet, and stress relief. Every one of us has stress. It is completely unavoidable, in my opinion, in today's uh, world. And when we're talking about these things that will help you feel better in the long run and reduce disease in the future, it's really the wellness activities. So exercise balanced diet. I mentioned sleep and stress reduction. We can talk much more about in the future. And finally, number nine, stay connected. Join patient communities. Sometimes these are online. Sometimes they're support groups for your particular condition or your loved one's condition. Share with them, learn from them, and listen to what other people are experiencing. I am sure you will get tips on things that you can do for your own condition or even a loved one's condition to improve your situation, feel better, heal faster, and prevent disease in the future. So by recognizing these signs of a good treatment plan and adopting some of these action steps we're talking about today, I think you can really confidently navigate that experience with your healthcare provider, have a great health journey, and really ensure your optimal wellness and peace of mind going forward in the future. So thank you very much, and I'll see you next time on Ask Dr. Paul.